0: Hey there, and welcome to On the Right Track, the podcast that talks business, digital marketing, and recruitment without the jargon. We are simply people talking to people. I'm your host, Holly. And I'm your host, Kate. Whether you're a business owner looking
1: for ways to grow and scale, a professional looking to share helpful tips and tricks with like-minded people, or simply looking for a safe space to share the wealth of knowledge, we believe that we're all on the right track in our own way.
0: Join our tribe as we explore the hottest trends in the biz and give you exclusive insights into what it's really like behind the scenes. From the success stories to the horror stories, nothing will be left unturned. New episodes are available every Wednesday, 12.30 AEDT time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and
1: more. Got a question? Comment or have a suggestion of what you want us to talk about next? You can submit your voice recordings, which we'll put directly into our episode, or you can leave your comment via our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search
0: On The Right Track Podcast. And now for today's episode. Oh my God. Kate, I've had... And a half. Oh my God. My computer.
1: for a new computer.
0: I think it really is time for a new computer. It... I was halfway through a meeting on Tuesday and it was just like a casual meeting thank goodness so lord forbid it does this to me on a client meeting or something it was just a casual meeting with a friend of mine um and it just died and I was like wait what the heck so I had to pop on my zoom on my phone on my smartphone and that died. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then it just did that to me again this morning it's just i think it's the battery for some reason it gets halfway through its life and then it goes oh i'm dead. bye mm, I, think it's computer. I hate
1: it i'm so um IT-ly, is that a word it yeah.
0: challenge oh yeah, yeah yeah we've done this before where you're like um you're just it disabled yes yeah, yeah. we'll call it that yeah 100%. yeah <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think you need a new computer. So, yeah. Well, I'm cheap. I'm in Japanese <laughs> terms, kitchy, and oh, ketchy. Sorry, ketchy. And my boyfriend's like, it's ketchy, <laughs> and that basically means you are the kind of person who maybe has money, but you don't want to spend it. I'm stingy. As we, okay, in Australia, we call that a tight ass. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a mega tight ass. I am. I always go to secondhand stores for any electronics. Um, but in Japan, the secondhand stores, they are way, way better than the secondhand stores in, I would say, England, for oh, sure. Oh, they would be. Like, surely the
1: secondhand stores, like, I don't know, the, pro- the products are probably only like a couple of months old.
0: <laughs> it's more like people, like, we have a wardrobe of boxes Because God forbid we want to resell anything and Shu always keeps immaculate um, care, takes immaculate care of any product he has, because if he wants to resell it, we've got the original box, which means it sells for more, right? And people just sell things that have never been used before in their original packaging. And I got this laptop, right? It's from 2013. So when I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's not going to be good. They got Mm. it out and it never been touched and I got it in 2019 no 2020 yeah 2020. Oh, wow. yeah for those seven years it had not been touched and I got it for like 170 quid a perfectly oh, yeah. non-used but from 2013 it's old but does it work yeah and has it lasted two y- no three years Let's rephrase yeah. that does it work consistently all the time well that's my own fault because I do not delete things like UK I am not a trash bag ninja as you are but um you know what I got really scared the other day because I actually deleted I
1: had nothing in my inbox like my my inbox was nothing in there because I'd gone through everything and filed it and whatnot and I was just like like someone sent me an email because (laughs) it just looks really odd (laughs) have I just deleted my entire existence yeah I felt like that I'm like oh because normally I have like one or two things they're flagged and they're just sort of sitting there because yeah I've got to do them but I actually got around to getting it all done and I was like oh my god that feels really bad but it's okay because at the moment I've got one two three four five
0: six I've got six things in there so it's all good do you want to know how many emails I have right now like in your actual like inbox Okay, I've got two Gmail accounts. Bear in mind, I've got two Gmail accounts. One Gmail account is when I made it back when I was, like, 16. So oh, yeah, it's I've got that. Like, cool. that's, that's definitely not cleaned out. That's, that's me. Oh,
1: yeah, no, it's,
0: yeah. Okay, so from my just normal inbox, okay, how many do you think I have of Probably my so business? This. Sorry, my business email, how many do you think? Okay, I'm going to be kind. I'd say 15. Oh, my God, I wish. It's, um... 540 as in emails in your inbox like not in files just in your inbox in my inbox that's from um accounts that I've subscribed to those are from um not obviously clients I get back to my clients and I read them but all the unread emails is 514 those are my subscriptions those i've got are... no unread
1: because d- if i get like subscription ones i just put them to trash so there's 85 unread in trash but they're okay. just like junky yeah ones, like from canva and all that sort yeah. of stuff the ones that exactly. i don't need and i just delete
0: yeah i've got 514 of those because i don't care about them i just go okay that's not a client I but can you just... can't leave them in your inbox because then your inbox gets messy I know. And then from my just normal inbox from my account from 2016, yeah, 2016, I've got fa- no 3,112. Oh, my God. I Have you got, like, files on
1: the side, like, different folders and stuff?
0: Um, for my business email, I do. Um, when, it, when it's a client email, I'll send them through to – well, they get automatically sent through to the folder for them, so I never miss them um but like junk i just don't care about it i ain't got time kate <laughs> oh my god i need to make time i just couldn't handle it like it would just do my head in having too much clutter there i know it does my head in as well but you know what i just put it in my folder as in like on my smartphone i just put it in the email folder and it doesn't stare at me as much it's just in the folder and i don't have to look at it wow yeah. Anyway, um, um, <laughs> so um, we're talking about emails and Holly's computer and not being organised. Yes. Um, we are talking about, uh, well, you, you say what it is, Kay, what we are talking about today? Yeah. So we're talking about switching roles and or careers. I just think um,
1: why did we choose the topic? So I think just at the moment the market is crazy and there's just – so there's, there's a lot of roles out there and I just sort of think, well, now's a good time if people are sort of thinking about, okay, switching roles, how do I do it, or changing careers, yeah, how do I do it? And I guess that's, yeah, what I want to talk about because I've had a few candidates recently that are like, oh, I like what I do, but I don't know, I want to see what else is out there. How do I go about that? How do I get mm-hmm. upskilled? And it's just the conversation can blow out. So I thought, you know what, that's probably a really good thing to have a chat about on our podcast
0: yeah 100 percent. i mean we've gone through our fair share of roles i mean what you've gone through pharma uh, registered mm. nurse and now you're an independent recruiter so you know you've gone through it and i've gone through it i went from we were just talking about this this morning actually my first ever job which was awful i got fired from it Was um, <laughs> a newspaper girl i got it from my brother to be honest and it only lasted six months um <laughs> you know what i used to do so we had the newspapers and they would give us the streets and, of course, the house numbers that you would take them to. Yeah. And I would post through the first five or ten letterboxes and then forget the rest because what they used to do was send out surveys to houses at random, so I knew. Okay, there's a percentage that I'm going to get that survey there from the first like <laughs> ten houses, right? Well, I was well, very so tired. tired. <laughs> well, yeah, they found out eventually because I think, I think I just didn't do it one week, and there were like no newspapers were delivered, and I just threw them in the trash. Oh, so these people that wanted their newspaper, and you didn't deliver. It wasn't really a newspaper. It was more like. Um, A a newspaper full of ads, essentially. And I was like, who's going to read this? Me as like a 16, no, sorry, a 14-year-old going, no one's going to read that. And the village is full of old people who love it. Of course
1: they're going to read it. That's the type of people that are going to read it and cut out the coupons and advertisements and discounts. Come on.
0: (laughs) No one's going to want this. No one's going to care if they don't get it. They cared. And I got fired. So thank you past holly um but it was it was bad money anyway so i don't care but anyway that was my first ever job then when i finally was like okay i'm ready for a real job um it was when i was in secondary school no not secondary school college it would be so just before you go off to university i got my first job as a cinema worker i was um what do they call it a four-year person yeah um taking ticket stubs then i was put on a cash register and things like that. Very fun. Um, I did that for about five, six years throughout university and secondary school and things like that. And then got my first real job in Japan. That was my first ever full time real job. Wow! And then yeah, look it. at you now, like you've got obviously
1: sort of your like a te- English teaching job. And then look at what you do now. That is completely
0: different. It's very different. I mean, it's been a journey, but um yeah you I feel like young people especially they're told from I don't know about well they're asked from like three or four years old what do you want to be when you grow up and you have like um, an astronaut or you know your your son wants to be a bin man and oh, you know, he well, maybe he wants to be a bin man well yeah we had a
1: massive conversation about that this morning um, oh really oh yeah so he said to me that, yeah, he's going to be the bin man. But then he said, I think I want to be the boss, but the boss doesn't drive the bins. And I'm like, well, you could and yeah. be the boss that drives. And he's like, but I don't want to do the stinky bins. I only want to do recycling bins. I'm like, well, you could be the boss of a recycling management bin place. And he's like, yeah. And then he said to me, will you follow me around in the car and watch me? Oh, um, I'm like, if you pay me okay and then Chase piped up and I said what are you going to do and he said I'm going to be a professional soccer player I'm like oh okay I said who are you going to play for Manchester and I'm like all right and then he said but mm-hmm. if I play on the weekend you can come and watch but if I play during the week you can't come and watch because you'll be watching Austin do garbage <laughs> things and I was just like "Oh, should have been an eight-year-old and five-year-old like wow
0: <laughs> and you know uh, even a- apparently after you retire because by the time they've got their jobs you're probably going to be at that age where you're like I'm, I'm done now I don't want to work oh, hell yeah <laughs> yeah um maybe in five years time who knows and, oh, and we- the busy retirement as well you've got a week plan and then a weekend plan as well oh I know but he was just that I had to watch him
1: drive but anyway so yeah going back to that yeah we do we ask kids from a young age what do you want to be when you grow up and there's a perfect example and and I hope for my kids sake that it does work out for them, but how many times, I remember when I was little, I changed my mind all the time. I think I
0: wanted to be a vet. Yeah, that happened. Dream, yeah. When I was like 12, I was like, oh yeah, I want to be a vet. And Then my dad told me, but you've got to stick your hand up a cow's bum. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that anymore.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Like, so I just sort of think, yeah, like even from a young age, we're programmed to what do you want to do, but that changes all the time. So why is it different when we're in sort of like our 30s 40s 50s whatever it is and we're in a role why is it so different to be able to change roles like it's, it's sort of frowned upon if you think about it like how many times have you heard sort of I know I have talking to clients and if someone's got a resume that they're jumping around a lot it's like oh that's alarm bells why aren't they in a role for
0: x amount of years and in the same industry that doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't. But like you said, you as a recruiter are saying yourself, like you look at candidates resumes and go, oh, that's a bit weird. I don't know if they're going to be, you know, loyal or um, committed enough to take on another role. Who knows? They might jump around. But so what if they do? They're jumping around for a reason. They haven't found their dream role. That could be the dream role that they're looking for. And you're exactly. going to be like, no, I'm not going to give it to you exactly and that's the thing that's why like
1: I see that and my gut sort of goes oh they're jumping around but then the other side of me goes pick up the phone talk to them find out do do a deep dive drill into it ask them why 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 because when you do that that's when you find out that yeah they're searching for this that and the other and where they're at that's not going to deliver that and maybe the role that they've applied for or the role that they're talking to me about it might not be that role but I might have something else or it might be the role that they're looking for, but you've got to have those conversations and I guess this is on a completely different topic, but that's what frustrates me with clients sometimes. I'll send resumes and they'll be like, oh, but she's done this, that and the other. Yeah. And it's like, and I sort of say to them, yeah, they have, but read the report that I've sent with them and if I'm giving you the advice of you need to talk to them, take my
0: advice. Exactly, and they like should You
1: didn't employ me to waste your time. You employed me to find you top talent.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the fact that they've got all this experience means that they're just, you know, good enough for just about any role.
1: Exactly. You've got those transferable skills, and that's something that was like a buzzword probably Oh yeah. 12, 18 months ago, transferable skills, transferable skills. Well, yeah, people do have them, but you've got to actually give them a chance to show those skills mm-hmm. as
0: well and those soft skills as well. Like I know from working a cinema job, I was like, oh my God, how am I gonna be? How am I gonna wrangle this as an, in- oh, sorry, you can probably hear the garbage man outside my bloody apartment <laughs> right now, I'm so sorry. But to bring it back to um, the past, um, yeah, when I had the cinema job, when I wanted to become an English teacher in Japan, I was like, oh my God, how am I gonna transfer or make it applicable to this new role? And my friend was mm. like, easy you've been dealing with people all your life that's a transferable, soft skill and that's exactly what they want in an English teacher you don't need to have English teaching experience they would like it that's what they said but it's not about that it's about you being able to deal with people because you're a teacher the Hmm. basic thing is if you can't deal with people on a day-to-day basis just like with a registered nurse or any clinical practitioner, you're not going to be able to do the bloody job in the first place, let alone if you've got the bloody experience. Those are trainable skills, but soft skills yep. and um, EP, like uh, what what, oh, what does EP stand for? Um, <laughs> ah, I forget now, but um, ah, I forget now. Um, I'm thinking IP, but... Oh, EQ. I'm thinking EQ, but there's another IQ? EQ. EQ, not IQ. um What's EQ? Oh my god. It's I'm gonna Google it. IQ I'm gonna Google it. Intelligence, right? And then EQ is your emotional intelligence. There we go. Emotional intelligence. Oh yeah. Emotion improving emotional intelligence. So we call that EI. Oh, I thought it was EQ. IQ EQ. That makes more sense to me, but I don't care. There's probably a million different abbreviations. Otherwise known as emotional. Mm.
1: Q-U-O-T-I-E-N-T. That's
0: it. That's what I couldn't remember. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We'll just go with emotional intelligence yeah. on that one. There you go. There you go. But, yeah, you can't teach someone that. I know for a fact my brother, he does not have EQ, and he can try his bloody best, but he's not going to be able to do it. His hmm. first proper job he got fired from, he wanted to be an accountant, But to get to be an accountant, where you don't have to deal with anyone, he first had to go through this company, I think it was an internship, um, a paid internship. He had to um, deal with people, retired people, figuring out what they wanted to do with their retirement money, and these were like, very well-off retired people so Mm -hmm. they were looking at investing they were looking at properties and real estate and things like that and my brother's role was to assign different strategies for how to manage their money and he said to this one person this one old gentleman and he said well looking at your financial history you have no idea what you're doing with your money so best to be on your way Like, You're not going to listen to me, so what's the point working with you? That's wow. what he said in an internship, and he got fired for it because he doesn't have the emotional intelligence to deal with people. And again, he doesn't learn; he did not learn. Oh my god! It was so- wow. But see, even like those transferable skills. When I was
1: um, in pharma, and then wanted to do recruitment, people are like, "Oh, but you haven't recruited before," and I'm like, "Well, I have because." I've done recruitment in pharma but mm-hmm. look at the transferable skills like being able to talk to all sorts of different people
0: and being in a sales role that really that's what recruitment is as well exactly and that is invaluable you can't teach people this kind of skill mm-hmm. no exactly so in terms of how to switch roles or career because we've gone through um you know <laughs> why not lie your way through um an interview or you know going through your resume and how to make it more applicable to your new role but um how would you go about first of all switching a role or career if you wanted to
1: yeah so I think the biggest thing is is to research
0: research research research
1: do a deep dive into that career that you want to change into or that role and really understand the nuts and the bolts of it and then once you've got that then look at your resume and go, okay, what transferable skills have I got or yep. what have I done in the past that can relate to that? So that I think is is the number one. But then also to if you need to upskill whether or not that's doing a course, um, I don't know if I recommend going back to uni and studying a whole <laughs> bachelor degree, but even sometimes you might have a degree and you want to change careers or whatever that is, you might have already done some subjects or you might be able to get credit towards things as well towards different subjects so if you need to upskill definitely do that one and I think another really important one is to talk to someone who's actually doing the job that you want to do yeah and get the real world okay what's it really like and ask yourself is this going to fit for what I'm looking for or is this what I want and Mm -hmm sort of take those rose-coloured glasses off. I know, (laughs) like this morning, we get all excited. Yeah, we're going to do four (laughs) podcasts. Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) we get there and go, I'm just not feeling it. Like, I think you've you've got to sort of take that step back and take the hype out of it. Take the rose-coloured glasses off and go, is this what I want? And can I do this day in, day out?
0: Yeah, I've got two stories for you, which hopefully will be very short and sweet. But um, (laughs) related to that, the research part of it, there was a guy who again was interviewing to be the English te- within the English teaching role. And the interview process was quite brutal. I think I've already mentioned this on the podcast, mm. so I'll be very brief. But once you got um, through the telephone interview, you're then invited to a two day interview event. And day one, you go there and there's an English proficiency test where they test your grammar, your punctuation, your. Um, a- a knowledge of abbreviations and things like that just the whole scale of English grammar and vocabulary things like that proficiency yeah. if you think past that your name gets put on the board and you're and you're told to leave whoever's name is on the board you're told to leave the group I was with no one got sent home at that point the next stage is you have to work in a group to make a lesson plan If you pass that, great. You're invited back for the next day. The next day is like the big interview with the guys who are going to say, yes, you can work for us or no, you can't. Mm -hmm. There was this one bloke, I remember, it was his third time. And when you get to your third time, as in he'd been through this interview process two of the times, this was his last chance. If he didn't get one, you could not reapply for five years. I guess because I, at that time it was really competitive and obviously if you weren't gonna pass the third time, they don't want you right now. Um, and Whoa, that's brutal. <laughs> it's so brutal. He did not get invited back for the second day and he had been through this interview process two more times and he always got stuck at this stage. So obviously his English proficiency was good, but his group work or his planning was not good. So mm. if he took that feedback he could have gone and researched how to how do I work in a group and he could have again made some soft skills for himself or he could have revised well how do I make a lesson plan how do I make the best lesson plan and make myself stand out you know mm. yeah so again the research part of it is massive if he had done that he probably would have been invited back um, Yeah. And then the second story, again, with the um, linking with p- people in the industry and asking them questions, so many people who got through the interview process, came to Japan, went through the um, uh, the um, six-month trial where they're not quite offered a contract, but they're on probation. You have mm-hmm. to go through six months of that, then you get full employed, right? Wow. I know, it's brutal. And then... Um, I know so many people who got through all that. They got sent to so many schools across the country. And then after they got the full employment, two months after that, they went back home because they couldn't deal with it. They thought wow. it's was too much. And I was like, yeah, that was me for a while, but I stuck to it and I started to enjoy it in- until I didn't. But um, yeah. that's the whole other story. But if they had done their research and reached out to someone they would have known how bridal it really is. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's and
1: that's, Yeah. And I guess sort of, as you sort of touched on there, reaching out to someone that knows that's obviously sort of talking to someone that that's doing the role, but also too, I guess I'm putting like a bit of a swing on this. You're like how I'm, um what's the word?
0: Building mm-hmm. <laughs> a bridge, speech, doing it
1: slowly. Um, when, from a candidate's point of view, if you're looking to change careers or or change roles, work with a recruiter that specialises in that industry. Mm -hmm. Get that valuable insight into the different companies and as as we know, different companies, even in the same industry, all offer different benefits or they're different cultures, there's different sort of things happening and going on. So if you talk to that specialist who specialises in those field and is sort of with those companies that will also help you as well
0: yeah especially when it comes to networking as well if you already Mm -hmm. are in the group you've got a head start against everyone and competition yeah
1: yeah absolutely and so like I guess sort of bringing it back to that example if if that person had sort of spoken to someone and I don't know he sort of got some guidance or some insight into it Mm -hmm. he probably would have been better off and also too when you do work with a recruiter it's not so much that yeah like the recruiter puts you through an interview and puts you forward to the to the client and all of that but it's just those little things that happen in the back end as well that a good recruiter will prep you for an interview a good recruiter has that relationship with the client and can really match the skills for the candidate and the client so it's just, it's a nice sort of seamless process going through yeah mm-hmm. and has those insights so I guess in terms of that like For anyone that does want to sort of looking at switching roles or switching careers, I think sort of I would say just start the process, do the research, see if it is going to be what you think it is, upskill if you need to, and talk to people.
0: Yeah, because every single year things get more competitive and in the world of healthcare recruitment especially, policy changes are being updated all the time or new policies are coming in all the time. And that has changed the game, especially in the home care Industry where now they're able to take on more disability um, participants and mm. um, candidates as well, and yeah. they're expanding. So home care services that weren't offering NDIS services before are now able to. So that opens up a whole new set of careers for those people who are wanting to work in the disability sector as well.
1: Mm, absolutely, and also too, there's a big sort of push around sort of that inclusion as well, particularly sort of in in that healthcare industry and i know sort of a lot of um different organizations are employing it and putting candidates on that, that do have sort of different types of disabilities and things like that so don't let that hold you back either
0: yeah 100 percent. so kate if anyone wants to reach out and look for a new role maybe in healthcare industry ndis or home care or aged care where can they find you Yeah. So the best place to find me is on LinkedIn. So Kate Flippence,
1: F-L-I-P-P-E-N-C-E. Have regular content going up on there. Um, Also, all my contact details are there as well. Or if you want to send me an email, my email address is kate at alignrecruiting.com.au. And Holly, for anyone out there that I guess sort of wants to have a chat about how they can sort of best optimize themselves to be able to sort of be seen by good clients what's the best place to find you
0: yeah so again on linkedin just search holly alloway that's h-o-l-l-y-a-l-l-a-w-a-y from there you can look at my linkedin profile and there is also a link to my website which is auroradigitalmarketingsolutions.com from there there are a ton of free downloadable resources for Content optimization, LinkedIn optimization, and web development as well to give you a head start above the competition. And obviously, keep updated as to what is the latest in those things, because everything starts with marketing. Um, mm-hmm. And if you want to get in touch directly, just email Holly at Aurora Digital Marketing And I will find your email, <laughs> even though I have a bunch of trash. <laughs> yeah just to reassure everyone on that one I will find it don't you worry I I look at it every day so don't you worry Uh,
1: oh good good so if anyone has sent Holly an email and they haven't heard back um yeah
0: (laughs) it's coming no it's coming (laughs)
1: all right thank you so much Kate that's it I have a great day stay safe everyone and we'll talk soon bye-bye bye